0: It's time for the latest local, regional, and national sports topics of the day. It's the Sports Fan, presented by j Contracting. Ready? Fight! Now, from the WATH studios, here's Connor Mills and Joey Maduro.
1: From the studios of WATH, this is a sports fan on 970 and 97.1 FM. Connor Mills on the mic alongside Joe Medora on this 30th day, November. 6.06 on the clock and 34 degrees and snowing outside here in southeast Ohio. Yikes. Again, it's a sports fan presented by JNK
2: Contract. too early for all that, man. I can't, you know. Yeah, I, how I, is it already snowing? I don't know. I, I don't think we're supposed I, to
1: get snow until tomorrow.
2: Right. I don't know about you, Connor. Be You being from New Jersey, you probably experienced more than, or probably, probably around the same. I hate yeah. snow. Do you? I That's, do, that, that's I can't a
1: strong word it. right there. I I mean, do,
2: like, it was great in high school and like school because you get off and stuff, but like, right? you know, shoveling it and having to drive in it, it's just, it means that winter's here and it's going to be here for a while. And I oh, see. Yeah, I. not. A- not a big fan. I like
1: snow because you know this would be around the time for wrestling season, right? I mean, all right, snow is on the ground, uh, areas it's colder now, you know, it's time for wrestling. But you know, obviously I'm I'm out of wrestling now. I'm
3: That's not doing the other that thing anymore.
2: too. Sometimes when you know baseball is supposed to be starting in the spring, there'll be still be snow on the ground on the field, and you know, sometimes you tick your coach off, he'll hit grounders to you out in the snow and it's not fun at all.
1: No. It
2: <laughs> yeah. I, I always enjoyed going out. Not when
1: it was wet. I didn't want to slide around for baseball when it was wet outside. Um, because, you know, it's, uh, you get the pants muddy a little bit and there's a difference between, you know, sliding out in the dirt than there is sliding out in the mud. Yeah. You, know, you got to bring the mud back in the dirt. You know, you can just pat off and it, you clean yourself off a little bit. Um, and then you get, you know, your parents to wash the clothes
2: after the day. Right. You know, everything was said and done, but, but Hey, back yeah. in the studio after, after a week away, we are, uh, of course we still had the show miraculously right. pulled it off somehow. Uh, some I I heard from Paul there might have been a little bit of an echo. I didn't even I couldn't hear
1: it on my end. I just thought it would have been an echo from back and forth a little bit. Um, but you know people were here at the studio and said it, it sounded good. So hey, I'll take it.
2: And, right. Uh, so nice maybe if we get a decent deal.
1: amount of snow here and we can't drive in tomorrow, we'll just do it from the uh, do it from the apartment. See, we, we got a there was a, a fader on here, and of course our phone lines are open at seven four zero five nine two. Yeah, 592-740-592-6646. I almost forgot uh, it there. Didn't almost, to say it for a whole week. Oh, we got two of them. We got uh, 105.5, and we got the Frank Solich Show happening over on WXTQ Power 105. Yeah, you would assume that would be a pretty happy one after their yeah, game on Saturday. That was a complete game right there. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, the fader has to be up and on. I had to make sure that the button was pushed and on, so I had to call into Sky, who does the program before us, and uh, make sure that it was up and, and good to go. Uh, but, of course, you know, if Sky was voice tracking that day, she wasn't there. But yeah, I appreciate the work done on this side to make it happen uh, all last week. And, and, again, good to be back in the studio. Uh, and it was good to be a Bobcat fan this past weekend because not only as we praised both basketball teams and Jason Preston with his 31 points against a fight in Illini and, uh, you know, Erica Johnson and CeCe Hooks and you know, women's basketball team for upsetting number 22 Notre Dame, uh, that happened uh, this past Friday. So it was both good for basketball, even though it was a loss, 77 75. You know, we still got to, you know, hope for a win. Winning is being close in these games. That's step number one. Step number two is beating these teams. And Jeff Bowles, I think, has this team in, in a great direction going forward. But now it's, you know, get those wins. And for the football team, it was Bowling Green. Bobcats were heavily favored against Bowling Green. And, you know, They blew him out. That's what they should have done. And that's what I had expected the Bobcats to do against Akron earlier on this season. But obviously we saw it was a little bit closer of a game than we anticipated uh, for the Bobcats. They had a week off. It was a week of practice. And you saw that practice, I'd say, from Curtis Rourke, who started that game. But then he went out in the first quarter. And I I got a little bit worried. Amani Rogers, the next play, eased the worries, got the touchdown. We're still rolling over uh, Bowling Green. But then, you know, after the game, I wasn't able to watch or listen to the whole thing. But after the game, you know, I, I see the stat line. Right, Joey? And I go, all right, Curtis Rourke, you know, 68 yards or something like that, 10 of 11 passing, looking pretty good in that, you know, first half, first quarter. And then you go to Armani Rogers, and again, the Bobcats have had three games. Uh, yeah, three games this season. Each time Armani Rogers has gotten into the game, Two for three passing. Two for three passing. Two for three passing. Now, he played the majority of this game. C.J. Harris did come in at the end. You know, he, he did you know, get a couple snaps, which was good. But when you have Armani Rodgers, and you most likely, after hearing what Frank Solich said after the game on Saturday, you know, he said Curtis Rourke is probably going to be out for a little while. That means against Buffalo, who just put up 70 against Kent State, Buffalo coming up next and you're not going to at least use a little bit of the time against Bowling Green to throw the ball a little bit more? To you know, Again, Demontre Tuggle has been fantastic. Tuggle has been great. He's been a bright spot on this offensive lineup, and he's been the most consistent player for the Bobcats all
2: season long. Yeah, 185 yards, three touchdowns on Saturday. What more can you ask from him? Well, just 15 carries. But then again, why? It must be in the game
1: plan, and you know I trust this coaching staff, I do. Solich is a great coach. You know, Tim Albin is, is a good offensive coordinator. But I, I do question, you know, how come you're only allowing this guy to pass three times in a game where you're blowing out Bowling Green? Use a little bit of that time to maybe throw a couple more passes in there or even a, a trick play, anything. You know, play around a little bit. It is a, a you know, Division One football team. I get it. But when you have a lead like that, you know, use that time and see what you actually have from O'Reilly Rogers throwing the ball because you saw what, what Buffalo did against Kent State. That's going to be a tough game. Now, if you win out the rest of the season and beat Buffalo and beat Kent State, you know, you're finding yourself in the Mid-American Cham- uh, Conference Championship game, probably against Central Michigan. You get a rematch against them. But I would have liked to, the only negative I could take from that game is, you know, let O'Reilly Rogers play. You know, let, let him let loose a little bit. Maybe if the running game is working, I don't mind going with it. But in a blowout game, you know, kind of figure out what you want to do. You know, figure out, you know, what Armani Rodgers can do during that time. I don't know if you agree, Joey, or not, but, you know, every time, just three passes for for Armani Rodgers, and he seems like he's going to be the guy moving forward Mm -hmm. to lead this team with the injury to Curtis Rourke.
2: Yeah, it's a... uh... This is not exactly the game where him throwing the ball only three times is where I kind of raise my eyebrows at because, oh, let's face it, the game was over when it started. I mean, it was, uh, scored halftime was 45 to 10. You know, th- I think all they were really focusing on in the second half is to, you know, run the football. That's what they did really well. I mean, they rushed for 355 yards on 48 attempts. That's seven, almost seven and a half a carry and four touchdowns on the ground. I mean, they could do whatever they wanted, the bowling green, running the football, and as you mentioned, toggle once again, featured back. Now, O'Shawn Allison was uh, involved in the offense a little bit more. He got nine carries for 33 yards, but I mean, when you have your, your main guy running like he was, there's no reason to put those other guys in. And to your point about Rodgers, um, Yeah, it's interesting that he still only gets a chance to throw three passes. I mean, he did throw a touchdown uh, down inside the red zone. We mentioned how much of a threat he can be in the red zone because, you know, you're going to gear up so much to stop not only him but Tuggle running the ball. So, you know, if you run a quick play action and they did a quick little pop pass to Lorman in the end zone, it wasn't the best throw in the world. Uh, Lorman made a good adjustment to come back and and catch that ball for the touchdown. Um, You know, coming up in this game against Buffalo, if that's what we're going to focus on here you know it's gonna be a tough game i mean they have currently have sixty seven uh i think it was fifty six votes to uh be a ranked team in the top twenty five and the number twenty five liberty who's undefeated got sixty seven um so this buffalo team is a uh, is a good team and they score you know they score points uh they haven't scored less than than forty in a game so far this year and as you mentioned they've put up seventy on Kent state and- you know Kent state was viewed as the one team that uh might be able to knock them off this year or maybe the team that was that was tougher Them Buffalo, and you know, they just blew them out of the water. Of course, they gave up 41 on the other side, but you know, it didn't really matter. They did whatever they wanted offensively. Um, I think what you're gonna have to see is you know, I don't think Armani is gonna drop back and throw the ball 30 times if you're beating Buffalo on Saturday, in my opinion. Um, I think you see what happens when he's in there. The run game just opens up so much because you have to defend you know two guys at all time. You either got to give Tuggle on the dive or we see you know Rogers is electric in his own right, running that option. Um, and I think in a game against Buffalo that they're about to play, you're going to really have to control the ball and uh, try to take away as many possessions as they can bec- because there aren't too many that, uh, that they don't score on. Uh, That Buffalo offense being, as I mentioned, having scored less than 42 actually is in the game, and they just put up 70. So, you know, the approach is going to, if Armani is the guy moving forward, which, as you mentioned, after the game, Coach Solich, uh, you know, kind of leaned towards telling us that Curtis is going to be out for a decent amount of time. And, uh, you know, I'm sure they'll be addressed on the coach's show if you're over there listening to that right now. But, um Yeah, I mean, I don't know if this is the game to really judge if they trust Armani or throwing the ball or not. Because I think in that second half, when you're already up 45 to 10, the game's over. I think they're just more worried about bleeding out the clock and uh, you know just continuing to play. You know, good defense like they were. We got three interceptions on the defensive side of the ball, and you know they've only given up 10 points in the last two games. Now, albeit they're Bowling Green and Akron, that's how you should play against them. But we've seen this defense slip up against some teams in years past, and they've been pretty locked in since the second half of the Central Michigan game, I would say. So, uh, you know, it's all good. Big win. Uh, it's a team we're supposed to blow out. Uh, and as I said, if Armani is playing against Buffalo, obviously there's going to be times where he's going to have to throw the football. You know, that's, you know, that, that's just how it goes. You're going to get in third and long situations at times, and you're going to have to make some plays throwing the ball. And, you know, you can't be one-dimensional, otherwise Buffalo's going to load up the box, and that'll be that. But uh, I do think it's interesting, and this might play towards them. Not that Curtis, you know, was doing a bad job. He went 10 for 11 for 63 yards. I mean, he's not lighting it up, but he's making the completions that he had to, and he threw a touchdown before he went out. But, you know, we really see the run game be most effective when Armani is back there at quarterback. And in this game against Buffalo coming up here, they're going to need to control the clock and run the football really well. Yeah,
1: and they did run the football very well against Bowling Green, 355 yards total. Uh, DeMontre Tuggle, again, for 15 carries, 185 yards, three touchdowns. Uh, obviously, uh, with those numbers, you think, all right, maybe he's looking at maybe back player of the week, a lot of rushing yards, No amount of touchdowns. No. I mean, this, this kid Patterson, Jared Patterson, for Buffalo, 36 carries, 409 yards, and eight touchdowns. Not only has that propelled him as one of the best players in the Mid-American Conference, he might have already been you know, outside of this game. But now, even the Mid-American Conference, the official you know, conference, has put out a Heisman watch
2: on this kid for Patterson. He's averaging 8.6 yards a carry on the season. And that's crazy. And you could say it's the Mac or no competition or whatever. I mean, it's just insane what, what he has been able to do. And, you know, it's, it's funny... Because, you know, he had 409 and eight touchdowns. Look, a week prior, the kid had 301 yards and four touchdowns. A a modest performance, I guess that was. I mean, yeah, he's a, he's a beast. And, you know, that offense runs through him. Uh, if they get him going, they're unstoppable. I mean, they ran for 515 yards against Kent State. I mean, the backup running back, Marks, he had 16 for 97 and two more <laughs> touchdowns. You know, like right. this team... They know who they are. They want to come out and run the football and dominate you that way. Now, we've seen the Miami game. They're the only team that's kind of slowing down Patterson. He had 73 uh, on 20 carries for two touchdowns. Only 73. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, a modest performance. <laughs> um, by his standards, that's a pretty bad game, and they slowed him down. But in that game, they had, you know, the passing attack working really well, and, uh, you know, they they went on to get a big win over Miami as well. It's just amazing. Uh, you know, there's nothing that seems to be able to slow down this offense besides themselves to this point in the season. Right. And the defense is going to have to come up
1: big this week.
2: I mean, this is a game where
1: it, it it's a must win situation for Ohio. It is. If they want to find themselves in the Mid-American Conference Championship game here in 2020, they have to get past
2: Buffalo. They have to get past Kent State. Yeah, and they've had Buffalo's number the past couple of years now. I mean, they went up there and beat them in overtime last year, and they, you know whooped them at home two years ago uh, in a game where, you know, it was Buffalo was playing so well. There was talk that they might get ranked, and then they come into Ohio, and Ohio just beat the brakes off them. Of course, it didn't matter because um, Ohio ended up losing multiple games in the MAC conference, and that was Buffalo's only loss. Right. But they have played well against them here in these past few seasons, and they've had some good teams over in Buffalo during that stretch. Of course, they were in the MAC championship game back in 2018. They lost to uh, Northern Illinois. But uh, this is going to be the kind of game where you, Ohio's going to have to steal a possession or two to uh, come out on top. They've got to force a turnover and turn it into points because, you know, to play with this Buffalo team, you've got to score the football.
1: Yeah, you've got to score the you football. You've got to put the ball
2: in the end zone. Field goals aren't going aren't to cut it.
1: Right. And the good thing is they did have three interceptions yesterday. You know, Elad had one, Floyd had one, Alton had one. Defense was, was pretty good. Now, Bowling Green is 0-4. It's a team that the Bobcats, again, earlier on, I don't know what happened to the preseason rankings. Yeah, when they were originally supposed to start, they're ranked number one. When the season started, what well, they dropped down to three, Joey, yeah. I think. So, either way, you're a top team in the Mid-American Conference. You're supposed to be beating teams like Bowling Green and a team like Akron. But now you've got to go out there and prove it against Buffalo. Now I got to go out there and prove it against Kent State, and with and that's who you got left, right? And you win those two, you're good. You can go all the way to the championship game, have a rematch with Central Michigan, who's still undefeated, and then you know, do your best and, and try to get that Western Michigan.
2: Champ. Actually, who's undefeated right they, now? They got Western Michigan too. Yeah, Central. Well, no, Central Michigan lost to Western Michigan. Right now, Western Michigan's first. Uh,
1: did, was that the Was that the last game? No, nah, it was a couple weeks it, ago. Okay, so but, Western Michigan. Yeah, they beat Central Michigan 52-44. All All right, that that's a game. Was that that was during Ohio's bye bi- uh, week, right? Yeah, or it was. The, the, it was the week post-moment? the game got canceled. Yeah. Okay, that's why that's I can't remember. Enemy. Either way, so you got Western Michigan, was another good team, right? I mean, they scored a lot of points against Central Michigan, but that's probably the favor coming out of the West and coming out of the East. You know, Ohio's got to be
2: got to be out there, but Buffalo is head over tails. Oh, I you know, mean, if they can go beat this Buffalo team, they would beat anybody in this conference. But right. I mean, right now it's <laughs> I don't you know, you don't see many weaknesses. I mean, other than the fact that, you know, the two decent teams they played, Northern Illinois and Kent State, the defense gave up thirty and forty one points. Problem is, uh <laughs> they just they just they just don't get stopped on offense. They're like a machine, man. I mean, they just keep running the football and uh it's quite impressive. I mean, they got two guys averaging over six yards of carry on the season. Right. And, you know, they don't need anybody else. It's just those two. I mean, Patterson's the guy. He's got 107 carries. Uh, Kevin Marks, he's got 53. They both combined for 19 touchdowns. I mean, you know, it's, it's no secret what, uh, what this Buffalo team wants to do. They want to impose their will on you running the football. And, you know, as I said earlier, in a game they had to in that Miami game because Miami kind of sold out to stop the run. You know, Van Trees won 17-27 for 353 and four touchdowns. So it seems like it's kind of picked your poison with this uh, Buffalo team this year. But make no mistake about it, they're a team where, you know, if you're not stopping the run, they're not going to get away from it. They're just going to keep on giving it to their, you know, their stud horse in the backfield there. And, uh, yeah, I mean, he's got 12 touchdowns in two weeks. It's just it's, right. uh, absolutely remarkable what he's been doing.
1: Yeah, and I think he's deserving of at least a Heisman look. Since the Mid-American Conference postponed their season, I don't think he's going to get all the way to New York for the Heisman you know, ceremony and everything. I don't think he's going to be a top-four
2: player. But if he puts up 400 yards over the next two weeks, 350. I mean, he's, he's played four games. He almost right. has 1,000 yards rushing right. in
1: four games. I mean, but when was the last time somebody from the Mid-American Conference went to uh, the Heisman watch? I'm not sure. Well, we'd have to go all the way back and, and look through the records and see. Yeah, I mean, if you know, 740-592-6646. Wouldn't be surprised if it's never happened, unless way back in the day. I mean, the um, Roethlisberger didn't get a look, right, when he was at Miami? Not for the Heisman. He was an NFL prospect, but I don't know if he was for a Heisman. But if Mid-American Conference gets at least a guy down there, that shows some respect. It ain't gonna happen. I don't think, and, and I agree, I don't think it's going to happen either. I'd like for it to happen. They
2: already got their three. It's going to be Mac Jones, going to be Justin Fields, Trevor Lawrence, if it's not those three, Kyle Trask in Florida. It's, it's going to be all quarterbacks this year. All quarterbacks.
1: Yeah. Is what it is, but he's, he's a very talented back. He's a guy that Buffalo depends
2: on. And he and, presents a lot of problems, uh, as we mentioned. For, for a while you know this defense has played well talking about ohio uh these past couple of games but it, you know it's not uh it's not enough you got to do a lot and i'm actually shocked the line opened. so i guess people were just that impressed by uh by uh you know what buffalo was able to do against kent state but ohio opened at 11 point underdogs really yeah it's actually moved to 11 and a half mm.
1: so nobody's given any maybe it's going to be like the uh Illinois game, maybe it's going to be closer than everybody thinks. Well, that's a different sport. Different sport. I don't know, but we we got some momentum coming off of this weekend. Bobcats have a lot of momentum coming off of what they did. Again, oh, as I a, said, they're yeah. going to be.
2: Frank's going to get. Frank always has him ready to play the uh, the big games. I feel like, and uh, you know, as I said, these past few years they've had they've had Buffalo's number, and Buffalo's been a you know a solid program for for you know a decent amount of time now. So it's. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see. It's, it's hard to look at right now be, just because, you know, they just played what was thought to be. I mean, they, they were picked second in the coach's poll in Pence, uh, Kent State, excuse me, um, and they just, you know, did whatever they wanted with them offensively. They ran for over 400 yards. So it's, you know, it's, uh, it's a tough task. I mean, this Buffalo team looks like they're for real. As I mentioned, they're starting to get, you know, votes to be, you know, nationally ranked in the AP. Right. Right, and I saw it, I'm I'm trying to pull it up now,
1: but I think it was either Mike Ashcraft, the SID, or maybe it's uh, Sarah who writes the previews, uh, Sarah Ligarski, who both of them do a tremendous job, along with Mike Scholz, Mike Scholz over at the uh, athletic department, you know, getting ready with all the stats and stuff. Um, A a position that I think Trevor would like to have, too, at at some point. Uh, Trevor always calls in. But uh, I had read that Solich for a period of time, has not lost by more than a touchdown to Mid-American Conference opponents. So he's kept these games close. You know, to be 11-and-a-half underdogs, that's not like the Bobcats recently. And I don't know, I mean, with the way that Buffalo played, they were deserving of that line. But again, if, if history keeps on going the way it's going, yeah, you know, I don't see, maybe they lose, but maybe they lose by a touchdown. And it's different. I mean, the, it, how do you stop, you know, a team that can you know, pass it really well and, and obviously run it really well? They
2: average 50 points a game through four games.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it, it's it's going to be hard. It's going to be a difficult game. But, again, you got to have confidence in Solich, which I do. And it should be a game where, again, if, if, if it looks like it's going to be, maybe within a touchdown. If... I can't tell you the last time that they lost by more than a touchdown. So he's had them ready to play, is my point. And that's really all you can ask. If they lose, they're out of the championship contention. If they win, they're right there in it. So must-win situation for the Bobcats coming up this week on Saturday. Uh, obviously, there's a, a lot of hype around you know the men's basketball team. I saw that uh, Trevor had sent me through Twitter that uh, Jason Preston is I think there's an interview or something that's going to go on, uh, after the UNC UNLV game tonight, uh, on ESPN two. So if you have that, uh, you can go out and check, check out what, uh, what Preston has out there. I'm going to be trying to watch that as well. I don't know. Have we got ESPN U or uh, ESPN two. Yeah. On t- we got that. Yeah. Okay. Cause I don't know what, I, I'm sure it. they'll post it too.
2: Stream it up there.
1: Yeah. They could stream it somewhere, do something. Uh, but we'll take a short break right here on the Sportsman. Uh, Bengals talk next. Ravens maybe a little bit. They postponed again. And we'll see whatever else you got for us at seven four zero five nine two-six six four six. Seven four zero five nine two-six six four six. It's a sports fan presented by JK. K Contracting.
0: Integrated Services for Behavioral Health is the preeminent behavioral health organization in Southeast Ohio. It's an organization of over 300 like-minded individuals that provide services to some of the most vulnerable populations, believing in the resiliency of the individual. If you provide good services, if you care about the individual and you value communities, you know, the opportunities are endless. What in the world is going on now? Find out every weekday at 8 a.m. and 7 p.m. on the World News Roundup from CBS News Radio and on classic hits 970 and 97.1 FM,
3: WATH. help we offer a complete 100 unconditional client satisfaction guarantee make this completely free call and learn how we can help you legally put an end to your timeshare nightmare once and for all you have nothing to lose so call right now to qualify and receive a free consultation 800-864-5198 800-864-5198 that's 800-864-5198 Paid for by Airtime Media. In today's world, the last thing you need is a broken cell phone. If you've got equipment
0: in need of repair, Athens Cell Phone and Electronic Repair is here to help. Athens Electronic Repair services all brands of electronics, cell phones, tablets, game systems, and more. Plus, during the health crisis, Athens Cell Phone and Electronic Repair offers home pickup and delivery and a contact-free drop-off kiosk outside the store. Don't work from home with a busted computer. Call Athens Cell Phone and Electronic Repair at 740-590-1677 or visit the shop at 386 Richland Avenue, Athens. Local folks have been coming to White's Mill for generations, and chances are it's where your great-grandparents had their corn ground into meal or feed. Today, White's Mill has been renovated into the most unique retail space around. You'll find everything from local-thrown pottery, Native American jewelry and leather goods, to growing supplies, pet supplies, and all your bird feeding needs. White's Mill, because great service never gets old. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, and, better yet, 1.5 miles after the Richland Avenue roundabout on 682. You're listening to 970 WATH and the Sports Fan.
1: Sports Fan 970 and 97.1 FM WATH. Mills and Mike along with Joe Medore up until 7 o'clock today and uh, again, it's good to be back in the studio. Good to be able to have the hands back on the uh, on the console and, and uh, rearing up and ready to go. But it's a uh, it, again, it's cold. Yeah, you, know, you were just showing me, and I guess I, I had a uh, maybe I need glasses. I don't know. I, I had trouble finding Gravens County was on the map. Uh, they had it circled. They and, had it circled. St- that was me. Yeah, you you had circled it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but it
2: looks like what is it, two to four inches? We're on the cusp of that, or Number three, two to four. Yeah, we're in like the mi- middle of that uh, little area there. Which I mean, in the past couple of years, I've been here. You know, anytime it's snowed, not really that much sticks on the ground besides maybe like an inch or two. Right. So uh, that's interesting. This early too. It's like ah, December first. There's already been snow on the ground.
1: Yeah, I this I like the snow except when driving in it and when having to shovel you know, the other driveways. Right. What else is
2: fa- What else do you do with it? Uh, if the snow just landed on the grass, do you go play
1: in it? No, I'm not at this age.
2: Okay. Well, then yeah. you have to shovel it or drive in it. Those are two terrible experiences. Why? <laughs> what is? What's so? What's so good about it? Well, I just aesthetically, it looks nice.
1: Oh, you know, yeah. if you if Fantastic. you were just to put the snow on the trees and just in the grass, right? If, if some way it could just land on there, stay off of the roads, you know, it, I don't know.
2: You know, put like a, a tent above the roads. I haven't <laughs> seen any, like, salt <laughs> trucks going by or anything yet, which no. is shocking since, you know. Well, I, I didn't anticipate snow this early. I, thought well, this I mean, I saw be it on tomorrow. my, on my uh, weather app, but other than that, I mean, no one's really talking about it. Like I said, I mean, I feel like really, we don't really get that much here.
1: Right. It wasn't, again... The system says it's supposed to have a light snow tomorrow, and then rain today with a high of 43. But it started snowing today, which I don't. Again, I don't mind except for driving in it and clearing off the car. Yeah, it, there's one limited good use to it, and, and I guess it's aesthetics at this age.
2: But mm. well, maybe uh, maybe the Bengals get snowed out. You know, it wasn't aesthetically pleasing. Yeah. The uh, Cincinnati on Sunday.
1: <laughs> yeah, Cincinnati was not.
2: That game, it, disappointing. It, it played out exactly how I thought it would. Yeah, uh, there was no surprises there. I thought it would be a very ugly football game, and it was, um, you know, it was just, uh, I mean, we saw Colt McCoy in for, for most of the second half playing for the Giants. I wasn't 100% certain he was still in the league, to be honest with you.
1: But well, he found him. He yeah. was there.
2: Yeah. And there He's he is back. now. He's back. 6 for 10 for 31 yards, 30.1 yards an attempt yep. for uh, for Colt McCoy. But, hey, he got the job done. Talk about, a, talk about a game manager, but, you know. If you want to
1: see something good, you know, at least Daniel Jones passed for 213 yards, but no touchdowns. At least Allen had a touchdown pass. But now I'm nitpicking. I'm trying to find something positive.
2: Yeah, I mean, that, I had- that touchdown drive at the end there was definitely the the highlight of the game. For Cincinnati, other than the play that uh, that Von Bell made, uh, I think it was in the second quarter, uh, on a play, Evan Ingram caught a pass over the middle, and he fell down and got back up, and Bell punched the ball out and recovered it, it made a nice play. Uh, I mean, the defense hung in there and did what they could to, you know, keep them in the game. I mean, they were able to hold him to, you know, four field goals. Of course, they gave up the uh, the one touchdown as well, but uh, you know, for the most part, the defense. Was able to settle in after giving up the touchdown to Goldman, to uh, go down 7 nothing, And then, of course, you know, Wilson gives him the big spark, 103-yard kick return. You're thinking, all right, maybe that'll juice him up a little bit. But, I mean, we, we saw this coming. The offense is, you know, they're missing, you know, their starting quarterback. Uh, you know, Allen pulled in off the practice squad. You know he didn't he didn't cost him the game by any means, but he didn't go and win him the game either. You know, and they they still can't run the football 15 for 40 yards. And you know, when you have your practice squad quarterback in there coming in who hasn't you know played a snap in a while, if you can't help him out with a run game, it's going to be really you know just really difficult to try to get anything going there. And, I mean, you know, 17 to 29, 136 yards for. Uh, 4.7 yards and attempted touchdown and a pick. Like I said, I mean, you know, he didn't really lose you the game, but he didn't go out there and do anything special that, you know. And of course, the biggest play, you get that, you know, you get you force the punt to get one more chance, like a minute left. Mm-hmm. And Erickson returns it out to the 50. You're able to get yourself 20, 20, uh, you know, 15, 20 yards. You got a shot at a field goal to at least go win the game. And then Allen gets sacked and fumbles the ball and you know, game over. You don't give yourself a shot. I mean, it was just. Uh, it it just it, it was the perfect way to cap off a really a really ugly loss. See, the gut wrenching thing here is, I think if Joe was was behind center, I think
1: that the Bengals win this game. I think if he finishes out the game against Washington, I mean that what was that a twenty to three loss for Cincinnati last week? Twenty to nine. Twenty to nine. So maybe they don't win against Washington, but I think they win against the Giants. Just the way with that everything happened this week nineteen seventeen. It's not impressive by New York by any means, but they are now the NFC East leading <laughs> New York Giants, and that's, that's telling you. When, when a team is 4-7, and seven and they're leading their division, that's not good. That's not good at all. But it is... It's a different division. Now, Cincinnati has you know, the Steelers. They got the Ravens. They got the Browns, who are 8-3. and three. So, this is a much more difficult division to be in. But... Uh, if Joe was behind center
2: this week, I think that they do beat New Yeah, York. but you, you, you can't look at that anymore. No, he's done can't. for the season. Exactly. There's no use sitting there and trying to think if Burrow was playing, what difference does it make? Who cares? Right. Well, I mean, he can't play. I mean, he's, he's getting
1: surgery on you're,
2: his leg. You're 3-7-1 if he plays and you win the game anyway. so Right. <laughs>
1: what? It's not a big thing. And uh, I think at this point, I don't want to say root for them to lose, but, you know, you want that higher draft pick. And it's not tanking at this point. You're, I don't think they're good enough to win. And then you have the momentum going into next year and maybe a new new coach. Maybe. I think it should happen. You know, after seeing everything that's going on over the past two weeks, and especially what we talked about last week, how we think the locker room is you know, kind of divided, kind of you know, against Coach Taylor. And maybe things turn around.
2: You know, I, I'm not saying fire him now even towards the end of the season. No, I mean I'd as be as well, surprised if no. he comes back. There's no point in making a change at this point. I mean, no new coach is going right. to change around what's going on. But you want to go out there and I think now
1: go for the highest draft pick and have as much success as you did in this this year's draft pick. Cuz the one positive in this game is that rookie T Higgins led all the
2: receivers with 44 yards, five receptions, five yeah. targets. I mean, he had his fifth touchdown of the year, so you know, it's yeah. good to see that he's still, you know, finding ways to get involved despite uh being kind of handicapped at quarterback at this point uh, in the season. Right. AJ Green again, non-factor. I didn't think he was going to be a factor in this game. Uh, Boyd. I mean, leading receiver Tyler Boyd had three catches for 15 yeah. yards. I mean, they just don't have a that's, guy that can deliver them the football at this point. Right. And and that's, it, it's disappointing.
1: But it, it is what it is at this point. You yeah. uh, know, you just last out the rest of the season. Hope that Joe has a, a good, speedy recovery moving forward and and don't see what
2: they can do next year. Now, I will say, after watching the game on Thanksgiving, I you know, I still think that there's a chance they could beat Dallas. Because <laughs> that team, my God. I, with Andy Dalton as quarterback,
1: I think he's going to get up for that game, and he's probably going to beat Cincinnati. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he has, a, I wouldn't say career game. I'm not going to say that he's going to have a, a you know, 2015-esque season, but I will say that he's going to have a pretty good game uh, against Cincinnati, that's me going out on a limb. That's my opinion. I, I think he's going to get up, and Dallas beats yeah. Cincinnati. Well, they
2: got they got Miami next anyway, so you know that's going to be. Of course, we don't get the uh, the Burrow versus uh, Tagovailoa matchup that that everybody wanted to to see. That one got taken away from us. Uh, little little less exciting seeing Tua versus uh, Brandon Allen.
1: Yeah. Yep. So it's. Uh,
2: not I mean,
1: You're more than the Denver Broncos. I mean, who's the Broncos quarterback? They had a wide receiver uh, who stepped just some up. Some guy and, off the
2: practice squad. Yeah, that was a joke. Give him credit. Give him credit. He did the job that he was no, I'm not, to do. I'm not blaming him. It was a yeah. joke. They shouldn't have had to play if they, you know, it's... <laughs> well, then, I, I was listening, in, and the other
1: information about that is, you know, you get paid by the game in the NFL, right? I mean, if you don't play the game, you don't get paid. So, if the game is a forfeit...
2: Nobody gets paid. Sure, but that guy didn't complete a pass until the third quarter. He had no business being thrown into playing quarterback in an NFL game. Oh, no, but now, I mean, again,
1: you're lucky to have a job during this point, right? I mean, you want to get, you want to work, you want to do stuff, and just from an economic standpoint, those players want to play that game, and I don't blame them. So, again, if it was a forfeit, they wouldn't have gotten paid. I don't blame them for playing that game. So postpone it like they did the ravens Stewards game. There's a, I, I think that those, those two teams are getting held on different... They're being judged on different merits right here. Right? I don't know why they couldn't have postponed it because all, I saw uh, Trevor sent me the tweet from Adam Scheffner, and Scheffner reported that the, all the COVID tests came back negative for the quarterbacks, which was good. You, know, you want to see a Broncos quarterback come back negative. But now... The reports are coming out that not only has that Ravens game, they're supposed to play last week on Thursday. It was supposed to be the late night game for the Thanksgiving game. Then it got pushed back to yesterday. Now it's got pushed back till tomorrow. Well, was pushed. Now back it got to... pushed back to Wednesday. Yeah. And now the, the
2: game for the Ravens, uh, what, what's their next game though, Joey? You would know Ravens-Buffalo? Now I was supposed to play Cowboys, and that was Cowboys. supposed to be a Thursday game. But obviously, you know, that's... Yeah. Not going to happen. They're not going to go back to Well, they to pushed that one back to Sunday. I believe it was Sunday originally. I, yeah, I don't understand because what's really confusing about this is literally a few weeks ago, the NFL did this thing where they decided to, if they had to postpone a game because of coronavirus, that they would have a week 18. They would expand the playoffs to eight teams per, per uh, conference and they would play the games that had to be made up in that week 18. I don't understand why that all of a sudden is uh, kind of being disregarded. Honestly, I I understand that's going to have to move a lot of things around, although not really, though. You just put the teams in that week, and then you add one more playoff team. The – Owners voted on it and agreed. So I don't know why that's not the approach being taken here. The Ravens have like 25 guys that have coronavirus right now or are on the the COVID reserve list due to close contact or whatever. See, but what happens when the Ravens, all right, let's say... And Pittsburgh has like four or five guys that are on it now too, so... Let's say, you know, the uh, the Cowboy game has to be postponed. Right. That's why it doesn't make any sense. Why wouldn't you just shut it all down, move that Steelers game to Week 18, let the Ravens you know, not have to worry about playing a game until that Sunday. And then, you know, you figure all that out. But now it's just like it doesn't seem like they're going to play that Steelers game this week. And if they do, I mean, if the Steelers don't absolutely obliterate them, they're the most fraudulent 10-0 team of all time because Jackson's out. Both the running back. I mean, the, the list goes on and on. And who's out of that game? Who's the backup? For the group? Ravens. Robert who's Griffin. Bobby Three Sticks. Okay. Is the backup quarterback. Uh, but, Yeah. It's just, I don't know. I don't understand what I did. Really, just the more and more this stuff goes on, the more and more you realize the NFL didn't really have a plan for this. They were just, all right, we're going to throw it out there. We'll make rules for you being in the locker room and wearing masks in the facility and being on the sideline. But if COVID actually really does hit a team, we really have no way of, uh, of uh, figuring out how to fix that.
1: Yeah, so the, I guess the joke is didn't the, the Saints – for a celebration in the locker room. Mm-hmm. They got bagged with the, uh, a pick. A pick was taken away from them, and they got fined or something like that. Right. All because they had a maskless celebration in their own locker room. Right. Now, these are all guys who are getting tested, right? I mean, they're getting tested. I don't know if it's daily. I don't know if it's, you know. I'm pretty sure it's daily. Two? Every time yeah. they
2: come to the facility, they got to get tested. So they get tested. And they're celebrating with people who tested negative, right? But yet they're going to get punished. Yeah, I mean that's that's a whole interest. I mean that's just like an <laughs> optics type of thing, really. Just make sure everybody has their mask on. I don't know. It's they yeah. don't know either. The NFL doesn't know. Yeah, you see this every almost every team now has had a, at least you know kind of a smallish outbreak. I mean the Browns haven't had Miles Garrett for a few weeks now. We saw the Colts start to have a bunch of positive tests. Uh, yeah, I mean there's just there was. You know, for, for the only league that wasn't, like, midseason to have to try and come up with a plan for coronavirus. I mean, the NBA figured out the bubble. The MLB had some shakiness early on, but they, they, they eventually figured it out. The NHL. Uh, NHL as well. Uh, you know, they're playing soccer over in Europe, and it seems to be going on just fine. Uh, but the NFL, you know, they were in their off season and had a chance to figure this thing out and clearly have it. Yeah. Um. At
1: this point, is what it is, you know. It is what it is. And, uh, you know, for Cincinnati, I hope that they get a high draft pick because they have to fix a lot, of more, lot more issues. And if it's not the first round or the second round where they draft an offensive lineman and some defensive help, I mean, I might start questioning the GM.
2: Yeah, well, that's for a later discussion at a later time. But they're going to be an ugly team to watch from here on out. Uh, yeah, Sunday was a was a clear indication of uh, what's to come here these last few weeks. Because uh, still got to play Dolphins, play Steelers again, play the Texans who just seem to start to be clicking on offense again. They play the Ravens week seventeen. I don't know what that game will mean at this point, but you know we saw what happened the first time they played the Ravens, and that was when Joe was playing. So, right. And the big
1: question, I would say, and I think when Russ Heltman calls in, I don't—we're going to have him on Wednesday, or uh, I don't know when when Helpman will uh, will call in. But one thing I want to talk to him about is what what what's with the uh, you know offensive decisions here. You're running the ball just 15 times with your practice quarterback, you know, eight carries, 32 yards for Giovanni Bernard, but you're going to
2: throw the ball with Allen for 30 30 times. In a close game like this. Yeah, they were never really getting blown out to the point where, you know, they had to, had to start, you know, chucking the ball around. They were up 10-7 to 7 at one point. Right. New York is down without their star running back and Saquon Barkley. And their quarterback went out in the
1: second half. Right. Colt McCoy goes 6-10, 31 yards, which, again, enough to get the job done. But they have this running back, Gallman, who's a backup to Barkley. 24 carries, 24 for 94 yards. Giovanni Bernard doesn't even sniff anywhere close to double, you know, to, uh, to getting anywhere close to 20, 20 touches. Eight carries, 32 yards. You're not even trying to establish a running game. And I get it, your offensive line well, is not good, but you know, you're not even giving your, your practice squad quarterback any opportunity here uh, to kind of establish himself and even get a little bit more comfortable in the pocket. It was the issue that they ran into with, with Joe. I mean, Joe could handle it. They can handle a lot of things you throw at him. But, you know, to just protect the quarterback, run the ball a little bit.
2: And it doesn't seem right. like Taylor wants to and run it at all. If you can establish somewhat of an effective running game that opens up the play action, that makes it a little bit easier for your quarterback to make some throws. Some guys come open. You have a really talented receiving group. Um, you know, they have guys that can get open, but... Yeah, I don't. It's just, you know, they just kind of, they're really quick to jump off, to jump off the run game. Uh, a lot of opportunities this season. And, uh, yeah, I, as I said, you know, they just, uh, it's just, a, you got to kind of scrap this season at this point. <laughs> it's just really nothing you can judge this team off of. Right. I'll say it again. It is what it is with Cincinnati.
1: And it, uh, Look forward to next year. I'll put it like that. I'll put it on a positive. Next year will be a better year. Because I don't know how much further down you could go this year. Another short break on the sports fan. On the other side, high school basketball season is right around the corner. It's already underway. And our first broadcast will be on WXTQ tomorrow with the Athens Bulldogs away at Warren. Where the 7 o'clock start, 6.50 for the pregame. We'll talk a little bit about that game and the high school landscape coming up next. It's a sports fan presented by Jane K contract
0: Start your mornings with Scott Daly from 6 to 12. Hop on the party line from 9 to 10. Join Sky Hope on Classic Caravan from 4 to 6 p.m. And listen into to the sports fan at 6.06 on Classic Hits 970 and 97.1 FM WATH.
1: Fairhope celebrates life.
2: If you're facing an end-of-life situation, Fair Hope Hospice and Palliative Care.
1: It is never too soon to call.
2: Fairhope is here to listen. You don't have to face it alone. Fair
1: Hope cares for your loved one where they live.
2: Or, during times of stress, the Pickering House is a serene setting providing relief for the patient to learn more about fairhope's care from the heart please
0: call 1-800-994-7077 fairhope
3: hospice we celebrate life
0: Your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go and pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at Low Cost Airlines.
3: 800 506 8319 800 506 8319. 800 506 8319. That's 800 506 8319.
0: You're listening to The Sports Fan on 970 WATH. It's The Sports Fan
1: right here on 970 and 97.1 FM. Again, Mills on the Mic along with Joey Medor, And only seven more minutes left in the program, but, you know, high school basketball season right here in uh, Athens over this past week. Uh, they were at the Zanesville Tip-Off Classic. They faced off against Zanesville and Olatangi Liberty. Uh, they won by a score of 68-53 over Zanesville in the first round. And then in a championship game, Olatangi Liberty uh, was a little bit better. Uh, lost 88-44. Uh, so, a, uh, you know, they made it there. They had the games. And I'm excited to go out and call the game tomorrow at Warren. Again, we'll have that game over on WXTQ Power 105 as that game will be, uh, should be a good one. I mean, they, they beat Warren last year uh, for the first time in a while. That they did. It's a good game. Yeah, that was a good game last year, and I anticipate it being a good game here this year. Uh, but, you know, let, let's see what they got. Uh, Mickey Cozart puts together a nice game plan. Of course, Braden Whiting uh, has been a star and uh, really improved from you know, his sophomore year to his junior year and now one of the leaders here this year. And again, with Athens, that game will be around seven o'clock. Uh, it's listed on the website at seven thirty, but I think that game is going to be at seven o'clock with the six fifty pregame. And uh, again, should be a uh, should be a good game to go out there and and call. But um, you know, that was a that was a fun game to to go listen to and, and do last year. And let's see what they got because I'm again excited to see. What uh, what they put together? They don't have uh, Markins anymore. Uh, you know, Andrew Stevens was a, a pretty big part of the program. Obviously, Isaiah Butcher, uh, he was on and off last year, but you know, it played a huge factor uh, in trainer. the game. And trainer, you know, trainer was you know, one of the best athletes. You know, in, in uh, for the Bulldogs last year, all three seasons. So let let's see what they do. But Athens did win 69 to 62 over Warren and. Round number two, here we go.
2: Yeah, it should be uh, should be an interesting one to see. Um, obviously, I haven't been around to catch any games around here yet, but you know, it, oh it seems with Athens since uh, I've been around the team, that uh, you know, every year they, they seem to lose a good amount of seniors uh, that were pretty big to the year's team before, and everybody's like, all right, well, where do they go from here? And they just, you know, they just go in the all season. They work, and they always come back with a with a really solid team. Um, you know, they've able, been able to have a share and win the conference the past couple of years. And, uh, as you mentioned, Whiting, I mean, the improvement he made from his, uh, sophomore to junior year was incredible. I mean, went from being kind of like a role player on that team that, uh, won their section back in, uh, the 2018, 2019 season. Then last year in the 2019, 2020 seasons, I mean, he arose as, you know, kind of the guy at times for that team. And, uh, you know, will be, I'll be excited to follow his senior year. You know, they got, other guys I've been hearing about that, uh, you know, are going to step Real up. Well, have yeah, Matters. Of course, he, he was uh, kind of the sixth man last year at times. Of course, he got a spot start here and there as well, and he, he hit a few big shots as the season went on. Um, so, you know, it's under Mickey Cozart, you know, you, you can't ever really seem to count this team out. They always, uh, no matter what, kind of scratch and claw and fight their way, and, you know, at the end of it, they're up there at the top fighting for a TVC Ohio title towards the end of it. And, of course, we've seen them reach the combo the past couple seasons as well. I uh, haven't had too much success in in, the, in those games. But, that's uh, where you
1: wanna be. You right. know, at, at the end of the year you wanna go to the combo and the, hopefully you advance past it and and uh, make it all the way. But you uh, know, be in the combo and play there it's also pretty special.
2: Yeah. And as you mentioned, you know, that the game against Warren last year it had a great atmosphere. Uh of course inside uh you know, Magafe Gymnasium. Um that was a really good game. Uh as you mentioned, first time Athens won it in a long time. Was it like 15, 15 years or something?
1: Uh, yeah, it's something like that. Yeah. I think we were trying to figure out how long it was,
2: and... I feel, yeah. like Tre- I feel like it was 15, just trying to remember off the top of my head. Uh, Trevor would probably know. Yeah, but, uh, you know, obviously they won that game. It was a great atmosphere. Unfortunately, we're not going to be able to quite get that. Uh, I don't know, or what, what they, what what they having a limited crowd? Of course, you're going out to war, and it's not in Athens this year. Um, right. Not, uh,
1: I know that we'll be at the scores table, and that's about all I know. For the uh for the Warren game. But um <laughs> Yeah, well again, we'll figure it out. We'll we'll see. I know some schools uh are very stingent on uh on the covet protocols, and I can't blame them. You and Troy um, going out there? Yeah, Troy and I will be going out to, to Warren to call that game. And um, you know, again, schools have very uh, restrictive policies, and that's fine. You know, they, they want to keep the health and safety above all else, and and I get it. Uh, you know, anything that that makes people feel safer anything that keeps them safer uh, is of course something you got to keep in mind and you know Alexander's postponed uh, Nelsonville York has has their rules and uh, you know federal Hawking is going out uh, to Morgan so we gotta again we'll just have one game on the radio and after that we will uh, we'll see what we got but again high school basketball season exciting time of the year it's it, we haven't had uh, we didn't complete the season last year. We did, but high school basketball didn't. Uh, it got stopped short on the convo for a lot of teams around in the area. But should uh, should be exciting to see where these uh, local teams go. Because you've got Fed Hawk who's anticipated to be good. Trimble, who's always a, a competitor year in and year out. And, of course, for the Bulldogs, like Joey said, you know, they made it to the convo. But let's uh, see what they do. And it's, it's good to be back here in the studio sports fan appreciate you listening in that's been the sports fan presented by Gen K contracting right here on 970 97.1 FM wath for Joe Medor this is Connor Mills signing off and I think Joey and Brad will have you tomorrow right at 606 Troy and I will be out or in Warren, Warren we'll see you then in our